You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Over, over, all things ATL. ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown. This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Peachtree Football. We are wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcasts. That is Spotify. That is the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, Peachtree Football is there Bo Morgan is another Friday here on Peace Street Football and uh it's been uh it's been a week since uh we've talked man well we act not that we've talked but that we've talked on this platform that that people can hear us talk so how's it going oh we talked Tuesday what are you talking about we did talk Tuesday I yeah, guess, yeah. It hasn't been a week. I'm I'm delusional. I don't know why. You are delusional. <laughs> You're very delusional. Yes, I agree. I concur from, with that statement. From like doing them like every other day to now doing them only twice a week instead of three times a week is a big difference, and and it feels longer because it is longer since we do them. So from going from doing them every other day to like a few days in between now, it feels like a week since since we do them like that. It's just that's just how it feels to me. So that's where the delusion comes from. At least I can explain my delusion. No, I think you just miss me. <laughs> you just miss me. You 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 don't get to interact uh, with me as much. I mean, we still see each other daily for the most part when you actually do come to work. But you miss me. It's okay. You can admit it. No, I don't think it's the latter. I see you every day. There's no time to miss you because you know I, I get to see you. So it's great that I get to see you every day. Sorta of, kinda. Of. But no, nah, I'm just kidding. But uh nah, I I I can't miss you. I, I see you just about every day. But it's all good. <laughs> all right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bo, before we get into some NFL playoff picks, we got the division around coming up this weekend. We are also going to talk about some free agent defensive linemen because we were talking about how we definitely want to upgrade our D-line through the draft. But we're going to talk about some free agents as well before we get into some draft prospects later down the road here on Peachtree Football. So we're going to get into some free agent defensive lineman that we would like to see in Atlanta Falcons uniform next year. We'll do that in a couple minutes. But first, 
we have to start with the ongoing exploration of the next Atlanta Falcons defensive coordinator because the Falcons have interviewed two, count them, two potential candidates to be the defensive coordinator. Those candidates are Brian Flores and Vic Fangio. We know that, and we reported earlier in the week that they had requested to interview Brian Flores. I don't think by that time, I'm not sure if they requested an interview Vic Fangio or not. I don't know if he needed a request because I don't think he was necessarily with the team. I know he was a consultant with the Eagles last season, but I'm not sure he was anywhere. So I don't know if they needed a request to interview him. But the point being, they requested an interview, interview Brian Flores, and they did. And they also have now interviewed Vic Fangio. So what is your reaction to that, Squid? I know we talked about we love to have Brian Flores here and or Vic Fangio. And Falcons are obviously listening to us because now they've interviewed them. And we know those are at least two candidates um, that are on the Falcons radar. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Fangio. Um, You know, Fangio is one of the guys that really gives these young offensive coordinators trouble. Um, Yeah. Back in like – you know, he was with the Bears from 15 to 18, and then uh, he became the head coach of, of Denver in 2019. He was also there with uh, – he one of his first gigs was with Dom Capers in, uh, in Houston right. way back in the day when the te- Texans came online as a franchise. Um, but one thing I'd like to point out is the, the, the Sean McVeighs and the Shanahans and the Matt LaFleurs, all guys who run a, pretty much the same system, um, all guys that coached together in Washington mm-hmm. when uh, when uh, Mike Shanahan was the head coach there, and 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 a couple of those guys have been Falcons guys. Um, you know, Lafleur is the head coach at Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. You have McVay right. obviously with the Rams, and then Shanahan everybody knows and, and the Niners. Those are all top tier offenses. All three of those guys have said in the past that. Vic Fangio is the guy that that gives them is the most trouble. It's the most difficult to read and attack. That's what his right. system does, and that's a big that's a big thing because those are those are teams that you know if this team is able to make the next step, could be in their way. Um, could be in their way to go to the playoffs in the playoffs, mm-hmm. all those things. So, yep, Green Bay's on your schedule next year. Um, so that's a. <laughs> Bless you. A sneeze rails a rails. A sneeze that revved up. Yeah, that was a big sneeze. Um, see it, but that was a couldn't even sneeze. stop it. Um, <laughs> but but those are that's a that's a big deal to me. And I think that's an important fact. And I think that with the chance to retool this defense up front, um, it could be an appealing job for Fangio and right. maybe one that gets him back in the co- head coaching search. And then Brian Flores. The only thing I worry about with Flores. Mm-hmm. Is how long could you keep him? Because I think he uh, might. I think he'll be a head coach point. again sooner than later. Uh, rightfully so. so. That 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 worries me a little bit. But right. uh, I think between those two, it would be Fangio and then Flores. But but there's but don't mistake it uh, for hating or or anything like that. I definitely won't Brian. I, I would take Brian Flores. Um, in fact, those would be my top two choices of the guys. Remember, yeah. I mentioned Jim Schwartz the other day, yeah. and Schwartz literally took a job like an hour later. 
with Cleveland. You, so you did. That's SDC. true. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, those are definitely my top two choices as well. Brian Flores and Vic Fangio both obviously have a lot of experience as defensive coordinators. Both of them have uh, experience as head coaches as well. So we will see what other candidates come about. Arthur Smith and Terry Fondo said they weren't going to rush this process and they were going to interview and talk to a lot of folks, and they already have, and they will continue to do that. So we'll see what other candidates we uh, hear are interviewed by the Atlanta Falcons. But so far we know that the Falcons have interviewed Brian Flores and Vic Fangio. So we'll see what develops there, and we'll keep you guys updated as the search for the new defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons goes along. All right, Bo, let's continue this party. Bye. Talking about some defensive lineman free agents that we would just also love to see in Atlanta Falcons uniform next season. We've already talked about this a lot. The Falcons are going to have some money to spend, and they will be able to supplement hopefully the offensive line, the defensive line, you know, the secondary, just maybe even a wide receiver. They'll be able to put a lot into this team through the draft and free agency. So I will go ahead and start us off. And I'm going to start us off with a guy that has already been mentioned and paired with the Atlanta Falcons and a guy that Atlanta Falcons fans have been saying they want a lot already. And that is one Deron Payne. Deron Payne, 6'3", 320-pound defensive lineman, obviously with the Washington Commanders. And Deron Payne is the guy that actually uh, cost us a game or helped uh, beat us, if you remember, um, against the Washington Commanders. He's the one that tipped Marcus Mariota's pass that was going to hit Cordell Patterson in the end zone and win the game for the Atlanta Falcons. But he tipped it up in the air and it was intercepted. That was Deron Payne. So you, you like to have a playmaker like that on the Atlanta Falcons, right? Deron Payne made plays all over the field all year, not just against the Atlanta Falcons. To give some quick stats, Squid Billy, he had a safety this year, 20 QB hits. He had a combined 64 tackles, uh, even split down the middle, 32 solo, 32 assisted, 18 tackles for loss on top of those 20 QB hits, 11 and a half sacks. And to top it all off, he had oh, actually that's it. That's the stat. Five, well, to top it all off, five pass deflections as well. So the numbers are obviously there. He's been getting better and better every single year. He's come um, out of Alabama, of course. Now, I will say this, Squid. If you do want a guy at Deron Payne's caliber, you are gonna have to pay a little extra for him than other guys that we're gonna mention here um, later on. Market value for Deron Payne, according to Sport Track, five years, $97 million contract is kind of where he's in the realm of. Average salary, about $19.4 million per year. That's the cal calculated market value. Could obviously be give or take a couple of million. We'll see. But that's a that's kind of the ballpark you're, gonna, you're looking at for Deron Payne. Obviously, the Falcons can afford it, but it, it does come to a question of, do you want to spend that much money for a type of guy? Or do you want to take maybe a little bit lesser of a dude 
and just add more pieces, especially to a thing like defensive line where you can draft, obviously, and it's going to be more of a rotation, obviously. So do you want to go that? Yes. Do you want to invest yes. that much in Deron Payne? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. sick of hearing no. I'm yeah. sick of it. Uh-huh. Dude, how many years do we have to whine and complain about the defensive line, about the the you know what we do up front, and then say, well, I don't want to spend that money. Well, it's not your money, so shut up. Not you, but the fans. <laughs> I know. But, you know, it's like, shut up. Let's spend the money. Let's go there get you go. finally do let's finally spend money on the trenches, which we've not done for years. For That's years. True. Stop with the Lamar Jackson stuff. Yes. Go fix the trenches. Yes. And and thank you for saying that because I am tired of hearing about Lamar Jackson to the Atlanta Falcons, Lamar this, Lamar that to Atlanta. First of all, I think Baltimore is going to sign the uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm, the they're owner came out and said as much. Tag him. They're going yeah, to franchise, franchise him no matter what. Exactly. They're going to franchise tag him no matter what, whether or not Lamar and the Ravens come to a contract agreement after that is yet to be seen. Um, I don't know if Lamar will request a trade if he's franchise tagged or what, um, but I don't see him anywhere else but Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore is going to fumble that bag at all. So, one, it's a pipe dream. Two, we do not need – if we get Lamar, I know we'll still have some money left over, but it's going to be the same thing where you have a great quarterback, but you don't have any money to put anything around him, or is you're not going to have as much money to put around him. Huh? Is he a great quarterback? Is he a know. great quarterback? In 20 – I don't know. It, well. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a stat line. Um, two hundred three for three twenty six, twenty two hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns, seven interceptions. Is that a Justin Fields? Is mm-hmm. it B Marcus Mariota? Is it C Lamar Jackson? Read it one more time for me. Actually, let's do this. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. This is the first stat line. Two okay. of three for 326, completing 62% of the passes. Yeah. With 2,200 yards, seven touchdowns, seven Ooh. interceptions. That's stat line A. It's not very good. Not a prolific that is, passer. That is, um, that is like probably 13 games. All right. Let's read, let's read the next one, shall we? Let's do it. 192 of 318, 60%, 2,200 yard, 2,242, which is the exact same number as the first one. I just didn't yeah. say the 42. 17 <laughs> touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That's better stat line stat B. Line. Okay, better than stat line A, but still not very impressive. 184 of 300, 2,219 yards. And actually, I would say stat line A was better than B because of the better completion rate, same yards, less True. interceptions. Um, C, 184 for 300, 61% completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, nine interceptions. So uh, that's stat A, that's line A, that's line B, that's line C. Which one okay. is Justin Fields? Which one is Marcus Mariota? And which one is Lamar Jackson? Uh, Marcus Mariota was the... Wasn't he the – wasn't there one with the, with the 15 touchdown passes? Was there one with, with that? Yes, yes. Was, isn't that isn't that Mariota? You tell me. Is that your guess? 
I think so. Yes. I, I, that's it my is Mark, that is Mark, that is okay. Mariota. Yes. And that was stat line B, right? That was stat line C. That was C. Okay, so that was C. Stat line B is 192 of 318, 60% completion, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I'm going to say that is Justin Fields. That's correct. And stat line A is Lamar. Which is 203 of 326, 62%, 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 2,242 yards. That was in 12 games. Marcus yeah. was in 13, and Justin was in 15. They're all three the same guy. None of them are accomplished pocket passers to the extent nope. that you go sign them for $50 million contracts, a $50 million a year average, and fully guaranteed, which is what Lamar wants. Yeah, that ain't happening. I ain't willing to do that. And, you know, if if the Ravens are willing to do that, and I'm sure they probably will because they've built their entire offense around him, then God bless them. But I'm not willing to do that. Not, not me. That It's not enough production for me. He's not a good enough pocket passer. And the way he's going to have to be running the ball to, you know, make the offense as electrifying as it is going to be, he's going to get hurt. And I don't I question how healthy he's going to be able to stay throughout his entire career. And that makes me question how long he's going to be able to be an NFL quarterback. So I'm just not willing to take the risk on Lamar. I like what we have in Desmond Ritter. He gives me a little bit more of both. He is the type of quarterback. I think the, the prototypical type of quarterback that you want a guy who has mobility, who can do that. But his first instinct and his first go to thing instead of running is passing the football, and then when he does scramble out of the pocket, he keeps his eyes downfield, and he's more so looking to buy time to throw than to immediately run. That's what I want, and I think that's what we have in Desmond Ritter. I think that's what at least what we have developing in Desmond Ritter. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm very much good on Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, or whoever else can, can keep him. So thank you for bringing that up because that definitely needed to be addressed. Well, I just think it's important to think that, you know, is as fun as Lamar is to watch, <clears throat> it's a lot more fun when you're not paying that, when your team's not spending that money because that limits what you can right. do now. Now Deron Payne's probably out of the picture. You're not getting Deron Payne if you get Lamar sure. Jackson. All these things exactly. you want to do are not going to happen. Um, and by the way, Desmond Ritter in only four games completed 63% of his passes for 708 yards with two touchdowns and no picks. That's only in four games. So it's mm -hmm. the, the sample size is much smaller, but you see what he can do through the air. You'll get him somewhere, exactly. you know, fix, fix everything else. And if we still don't have a quarterback, maybe Lamar doesn't reach. Maybe they disfranchise him this year. He plays under it. And maybe he's a free agent next year. If you want to go that route, I, I just, I don't want a guy who gets, who can't stay healthy and can't stay in the pocket because not, and I say can't or d who doesn't live primarily in the pocket because right. you're, you're, you saw it with Cam. You're, you're, you're going to see it with Josh Allen if he doesn't stop taking and on linebackers and, and safeties and, mm -hmm. and and such in the open field. It's not sustainable. He's already dealing with injuries. Josh Allen is. Lamar's dealing with injuries. Um, it's not it's not sustainable. You know, Tom Brady didn't play 25 years by running around a lot. Now, he can't run around, so right. that's a physical <laughs> knock on him. But that being said, you know, you live in the pocket. You live a longer career. You you live yep. outside the pocket. Your career is shortened. It's just the, it's the nature of the game. It's why running backs don't last. Um, 
like they used to. I mean, it, it's 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 not a knock. It's just a reality. So it's it very is. important to remember that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But, I mean, uh, I'll say one more name that, I, that I've thought about before we uh, move on to these games. Yeah. I know you want to get this, preview some of these games. Uh, right. Javon Hargrave is a guy that I'm not opposed to either now. He's, he's he's taller, he's bigger than Grady, but he's not that much bigger. I mean, Grady's six foot, 300. You know, Hargrave is 6'2", 305. But Javon Hargrave is the guy that's played really well in Philly. Um, yes. Got 11 sacks this year. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that you put next to Grady. Now that you got a force. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit older. Well, actually... Take that back. Him and Deron Payne, um, he's yeah, he is. He's 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 four or five years uh, older than Deron Payne. Uh, I think I'd rather have Deron Payne because yeah. I don't really care about the sack part of it, and I know Hargrave can get him. I really care right. about just pure strength power, but I would take Hargrave in a, in a heartbeat. Um, sure, but they're they're like one A and one B for me right now. But the only thing is Hargrave's a little bit older. Um, but you, you you look at some of the other guys. Fletcher Cox is a guy. He's up there though. He's already thirty two. He's up um, there. You know, there's there's other guys out there, but really to me, I, I, I like Payne. I, I'm not a, I'm not afraid. I wouldn't be afraid of of a Dav, uh, a Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, I, know, I don't think. I, I have a name for you here, real quick. But I actually have I have a couple of names. I'm gonna throw them at you, yeah. kind of rapid fire here, real quick. What about a guy like? David Onyemata, he he's a guy who you could get for uh, a little bit cheaper. Obviously, we know him; we're familiar with him. He comes from the he's with the New Orleans Saints right now. Free agent though, six four, three hundred pounds. Another big guy to pair next to Grady at defensive tackle, and he's one of those guys. He's not going to get you necessarily the sack numbers, and he also he's a little bit of an older guy. Um, actually, not really. He's he's, he's actually kind of in the prime of his career. He's really not even that old. He came in the league in twenty sixteen. That was his rookie year not a huge sack guy but he's 30 he's 30 years old so he's Um, he's probably on the back nine just starting the back nine yeah he's he's um you know he's somewhat durable um yeah he he did have some injury uh concerns uh last year um and then before that he's played you know in his um uh he came in the league in 16 and he um he's played basically four full seasons and then he had three seasons where he's missed some time but only one of those more than two games uh, piece. So, yeah, I have no issues with David Onyemata. I think I think it's a step down from a Hargrave. For uh, sure. I think it's a step down from a Deron Payne. For sure. Especially um, he is a little bit older than those guys. Uh, yeah, I, I like Onyemata. I think I think he's a piece. I don't think he's the I don't think he's the guy he's or a guy, guy like right. I think a, a Hargrave or um, a Deron Payne. You know, um, and 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 to a lesser extent, Fletcher Cox, who's getting a little bit older, I don't think he's necessarily the guy anymore, either. But but they're not the guys, uh, right? The, 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 uh, 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 Anyamata, like a Hargrave or a Paynar, but they're they, you know, 
dude, they are an upgrade. Everybody we've talked about mm-hmm. is an upgrade. So th- this is, wouldn't be a bad signing at all. And you, you get it, then you don't have to face him next year because he's not right. the same. So I like, I like him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think, I think. Obviously, the 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 number one wish list guy is most definitely Deron Payne, and he would be the guy. I mean, instant starter, instant havoc wreaker, and he would be the guy. All right, I'm gonna pair these two together because I do want to get to these games. Uh, rather quickly. Now, these are more so edge guys. And these are guys that you could get for probably a little fairly cheaper. Um, one is uh, a little more up there than I believe than the other. I'm actually going to see how old this other person is. And they're actually probably close to the same. They are Jadavion Clowney, obviously from the Cleveland Browns, and Matthew Ioannidis from the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, we know who had a pretty good defense. Both guys are pretty good coming off the edge. How would you feel about, as as far as edge rushers go, um, how would you feel about bringing in either one of those two guys? Well, I don't really – Janavian Clowney, to me, is not your not the edge guy that people think he is. He, yeah. he is not the pass rushing guy that everyone kind of makes out. I, I, I don't have any issues with Clowney. I think he's overpaid. Um. Mm. I I think you you know it, he's a guy that's coming. He makes ten million this year. So what's he gonna yep. want? I, I don't really want to pay a guy to play that. Now he now he could play well. And I think the system would fit him. Yeah. Um I think he'd be he, better in the he's run not game. Not a pass then. rusher. So yeah. to me, if you're looking at bringing him in as a pass rusher, um, I think you're kind of mistaken. I know you're uh, not saying that that's what you're saying, but he's more of a run stopping end. Um, exactly. he's going to, he's going to get sacks, but he's not a, he's not a big sack guy. I'd rather have, um, and I like Ioannidis. I think he's the guy that could play inside a little bit. Um, and he would, mm-hmm. he could probably have it. He would probably be on the edge. Um, right. I say edge, but he would probably be, you know, like that, that five technique and that three, four mm-hmm. out Got there you. over the tackle, um, right. or near that end. Cause you know, if you're still running a three, four, I like Ioannidis. I'm not. I'd rather have Ashawn Robinson because oh, okay. I feel like because for me Ashawn Robinson is a guy um, who he's gonna play he's gonna be able to play um, more that more of the interior for you. He's some people right. have him listed as an edge player. Um, I, I I don't see he's six four three twenty. He's he's gonna play inside, um, but again he could play that position we just talked about where you're. It looks like you're on the edge, and you know you're basically over the the guard tackle out there. Um, and I think he could play there, but I'd rather have a guy like Ashawn Robinson, uh, personally, because I won't meet in there. Because um, because if you're if you're now I'm basing all of this off of uh, the three four. Um, yeah, honestly, because I you know, I mean with guys like Fangio and Flores, I think you would be sticking with that. So right. Yeah, I got no issues. Got no issues with with Clowney, but I I think you're spending too much money to get a run stopper, um, and I'm not going to pay him that. That's why I'm not now. Ionitis, you could probably get. Um, I think Ionitis made like eight million last year. Um, he, no, he made nine and a half. So he's going to cost you a little a bit half, too. Right. Yeah, uh, I would rather get. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but the money. I don't want to overpay right for con- ed- considered edge guys that are really <laughs> run stoppers. Um yeah. that's my that's my biggest thing. 
Right. Especially when you can go get another edge guy in the draft. Again, if you're gonna spend bit if you're gonna spend money on the defensive line, again, you might as well get your bang for your buck and go ahead and get uh Deron Payne. That's just me. We'll we'll see. Um, but those are some other options. So be on the lookout for guys like David Onyemata, like Javon Hargrave. I would I I'm with you though. I would really love Javon Hargrave. And the thing about that too, real quick before we get to these games, the Eagles, they're gonna have to pay Jalen Hurts sooner rather than later. You know, they're going to have to start paying some of these guys. Devontae Smith, they're going to have to pay him sooner rather than later. There's going to be a pecking order, and they won't be able to keep everybody they have on that team. They have a very talented roster, arguably the, the most talented roster in the NFL right now. They won't be able to keep everybody once that rookie contract for Jalen Hurts goes goes up. So we'll, we'll see. But he might be a guy that could be a cap casualty for the Eagles. But be on the lookout for guys like Hargrave, Payne, Ionitis, maybe Clowney, um, maybe guys like Ashawn Robinson as well. Um, but I definitely expect to hear Deron Payne, who's already been associated with the Falcons, and uh, at least on Twitter, not not anything hardcore, uh, and guys like uh, Javon Hargrave as well. But Ashawn Robinson only scares me a little bit because I, I have a little bit of PTSD from bringing in former Los Angeles Rams to the, to the Atlanta Falcons, if you, if you know what I mean, <laughs> Dante Fowler. But this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's go ahead and get to these games this weekend. Wood, we got the divisional round, and uh, on Saturday, of the, I mean Saturday and Sunday, both are offering a great slate of games. We start with the Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll go in order of how the action is coming on the weekend. I mean, what what's your gut on this? Are the Jags going to be that Cinderella team? Is there any chance they go into Kansas City and, and upset the Chiefs? Or uh, or are the Chiefs going to keep rolling here and move on to the SC Championship game again? Yeah, um, I definitely think that, look, Jacksonville has to get off to a better start than they did um, right. against uh, the Chargers at home. But this is a nine-point sp- uh, spread. Um, you know, Jacksonville's a nine-point underdog. Yeah, I do. I think this Jacksonville team's playing a lot better than they did. I think it was week 10, maybe? that they played, maybe week 11 that they played uh, in Kansas City. Um, But this this team's playing a little bit. Jacksonville team's playing different. Their defense has gotten better. They've gotten a little bit healthier on defense. Look, there's always a chance. Kansas City has played a lot of close games this year. Um, And and so this nine-point spread isn't isn't shocking, but it is a little concerning because – uh, you know, I, I'm I'm just surprised that some that they would be that high in a playoff game. But they're playing at home. They did beat them. Um, so and they had a week off. Remember, Kansas City had that week off. Yep, so they did had the bye. It's Jerk. Uh, I believe um, Nicole Hardman is out already for this game. So oh, wow. that's a that's a weapon for them. That's out. They uh, looks like they'll have uh, looks like Jarrett McKinnon will be back. Or he, excuse me, he'll he'll be healthy, um, and that's going to be um, it's a guy that's caught touchdown passes like 
his past six straight games, I think, or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. So it it's one of those deals where I think Jacksonville can keep it close. I could see Kansas City pulling away. I would pick Kansas City if I if 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 I was had to had to. Uh, but I think Jacksonville will cover. I, I think when you get into this divisional round, you just don't see nine, ten-point blowouts. I think Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence got all their jitters out in that first half. So there's no reason why I don't think that they can come in here and make this a close game. There's no reason why they can't. I agree. I and Especially, too, Trevor Lawrence pe- played as about as bad as you can play in a playoff game, and he bounced back. And threw four interceptions in the first half, but threw four touchdown passes in the second half. Led his team to victory. So, like you said, I think he's got all those jitters out. Anything he's scared of, anything he was scared of doing, he already did in the first playoff game, and hopefully got all that out of the system. So now I think he'll be able to come in Kansas City, actually be more relaxed than he was in the last playoff game because he's 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 about done all you can do in the playoffs. He's had a terrible half and he's had a great half. So I think. The, the Jaguars will come in a lot more confident, knowing they can come from behind. Again, this is a different animal in the Kansas City Chiefs. But this Jaguars team, they're going to give Kansas City all they all they can get. And I think it's going to be a closer game than what the spread entails. I'm still picking the Chiefs, all that being said, because uh, when you got Patrick Mahomes and those guys, I, I, think, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to get this one, especially at home. And I don't see them losing. But the Jags, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be closer than, uh, than a lot of people think. But I'll... I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs on that one as well. Okay, Saturday night, Eagles-Giants for the third time this season. Every, and it's funny, Rob Triple was talking about this last night. Everybody always talks about how it is hard to beat an NFL team three times, which it is, but it's not impossible. You know, people kind of make it seem like it's impossible, but it's not. Rob was saying last night, he gave an interesting stat. In the history of the NFL, um, there have been 23 occasions where a 2-0 or a team has gone 2-0 against the team in the regular season and meets them in the playoffs. And out of those 23 times, they've won nine of those matchups. So the numbers are the numbers are there for the Eagles. But Daniel Jones looks good. The running game looked good. Saquon looked good. That defense we know is gonna do its thing. But I still got to pick the Eagles for for personal and just my head says the Eagles. I just think they're a more talented team. The only thing that scares me, I know you guys have talked about this on Dukes and Bell, is uh, Jalen Hurts' shoulder. That's the only thing. If he gets hit too many times and hopefully he keeps himself in the pocket and doesn't run as much as we are accustomed to seeing Jalen Hurts run, he can't take too many hits on that shoulder. I mean, I know they're going to have him you know, drugged up and numb that shoulder as much as they can numb it, but... He can't take too many hits on that shoulder. That might affect him. We might see them run the ball more, which actually is probably good for the Eagles because they are a very good running team with that offensive line. But that's the only thing that concerns me is, is the health of Jalen Hurts. Otherwise, I'm, I'm feeling the Eagles. It'll be a good game, but I'm feeling the Eagles on this one, Squid. Well, you have to. You're um, you might you might have a bad bad. Sure. Bad, bad day. Uh, it'll if you man, pick against the Eagles, but it'll be I'm going, a I'm going against the Eagles Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Look, I don't care. I don't. I don't live with an Eagles fan, so I don't care. I'm I'm picking the Giants because I think the Giants. I don't. I'm not. I've not been sold on Philly all year. If mm, okay. I, their defensive line is the best in the in the league, I think they had 70 yeah. sacks this year. Um, they did. Their their defensive line is incredible. 
you know, how, is it, can their offensive line block Dexter Lawrence and um, Leonard Williams? Jason, I mean, and not then, Jason Kelsey, but uh, Lane Johnson is dealing with an abdominal, uh, abdominal well, those tear. Guys, those guys are interior that I, you know, that I named. Um, That's true. And, and, uh, and I believe Lane Johnson, you know, so, so, he's but, a tackle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he's got, they got to worry about Tippett on the outside, but interior, they're going to have their hands full. Now, Kelsey, um, Jason Kelsey, he'll have to deal with some of that, but I, I, I'm picking the Giants. I think Daniel Jones has found something. I'm not, Jalen Hurts has been good, but he's banged up. His first playoff game, he he looked he, last year. He looked uh, just overwhelmed and uh, and over and uh, overmatched. Um, but I think he's really made strides since then. And and, the, and AJ Brown is a guy that's really helped him. I love Jalen Hurts. I really do. I just not sold on this Philly team. Therefore, I'm picking Danny Dimes and Brian Dable. I think I think I think the better head coach is wearing giant blue on Saturday night, and I think that's a big deal. Um, so I'm picking the Giants. They'll, they're going to cover for sure, but I think they go into Philly and, and, and win. I know it's tough. I've been to Philly for a playoff game. I've been I've been to many games in that stadium, and I've been there for a divisional round playoff game. That place gets rocking. It's tough. It ain't like the Giants ain't played there before. I, I don't care if it's a Saturday night. You know, they're great fans no matter what. The Philly fans are great. They're loud. They're 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 – they're rude. They're 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 mean. No matter what, doesn't so yeah. The night game they're going to be lubed up. I get it, but there's so what. Go in there and win a football game. They're not on the field with you. They're out there. They're going to be loud. You've played. You think Minnesota's not loud? I've been to that place when it's rocking. It's one of the loudest <laughs> places I've ever been in. So pipe down. Go win the game. Giants cover and win. I don't think Simone heard you, so I think you're safe. I won't tell her you said that. I won't tell her you said that because she might come after you, but you, you seek her safe with me. I don't think she heard you, so you're, you're safe for now, Squid. <laughs> but next, uh, I, next I game. can see it. I can see yeah. it. I mean, I, I, but I think that defensive line for the Eagles is going to, you know, they're, they're going to have, they're going to give the, the Giants offensive line their own, their own fits too. And, uh, I think Jalen Hurts will deal with the pressure a little bit more than Daniel Jones will, but we'll see. It's gonna be, it is gonna be a good game. And I, I will say this: I will not be shocked if, if the Giants win. I won't be shocked. Like, don't I be saying shocked. that. Just huh. let me do yeah, that. You, yeah, you, I'll be the bad guy. You don't, you don't need to be it. Thank you, thank you, for, thank you for taking on that that role for me. All right, moving on to Sunday. To start things off, we have. The it's the AFC game and uh the Bengals and the Bills. I was blanking on the matchup there for a second, but now I remember the Bengals and the Bills facing off in Orchard Park on Sunday. And this is really this is the hardest game to pick because this is a toss up for me, Squid. I really have no idea. Uh, I want to think maybe the Bills have a little bit of an edge at home. I think they're going to play a little bit inspired still with the DeMar Hamlin thing going on. But I really don't know because Joe Borrow and them boys, they just got swag, Bo. And their game travels. You know, they're, they're going to have to run the ball a little bit better, I think. Um, but ugh, if if I had to make a pick, I'll go with the Bills because I think it's their year. But I really don't have too too much substance on that. I, I, think, I think the Bills defense will give the Bengals a little bit of problem. I think they'll give the offensive line a little bit of trouble. But other than that, man, this is this is a toss up for me. 
Well, the Bengals were were dicing up the Buffalo defense early in that game before the uh, Mar Hamlin incident, Good and point. that was in Cincinnati. That was now a few weeks ago. Um, I uh, I'm taking the Bills, and let me tell you why. Because why. I don't I I just think that fate has led us or is leading us to a Buffalo Kansas City AFC title game. In Atlanta. Um, after what happened last year and what was one of the greatest NFL playoff games played in recent memory, the way it ended, it, the game literally led to the – well, the, the, it, the, it's funny how the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl didn't lead to this, but now this, right. that that game led to it. But the, the, it's, it's, it, it, we have been – you know, the, the rule changes in overtime. Everything has led this season up to um, Buffalo, Kansas City, and now we might get it on a neutral site in Atlanta. Uh, which 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 definitely means that Jacksonville and Cincinnati are going to win, and one of them is right. going to the Super Bowl. But exactly. But I I I uh, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I think there's it's going to be emotional. I think maybe Demar Hamlin could could be there. You'd have a good moment. I, I just everything to me um, is telling me Buffalo, which is why they'll lose. But I'm going to pick Buffalo and the points. Actually, right. I, I picked Buffalo, but I don't think they cover it. It's a five-and-a-half-point spread. I'm oh, picking yeah, Buffalo, but they don't cover. So, let me, let me rephrase that. I agree with you on I did that did not one. like that when I said it. I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. They ain't covering that spread. But, all right, last one before we get out of here, Squid. The night game on Sunday to close out the divisional round of the NFL playoffs this year. The Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Dak played well. Tony Pollard showed he should be RB1 still. Uh, and yet again, he, he had a good performance. And I know Tampa Bay got pressure early. They didn't sustain that pressure, though. I think San Fran will get pressure early and often and consistently, something the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could not do. Also, the San Francisco 49ers are going to do something the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could not do against the Dallas Cowboys consistently score consistently move the ball put pressure on that dallas cowboys defense which i know is good dq got michael parsons on one over there so shout out to him but this 49ers team is hot and they've been hot for a while and they're just a darn good football team also one of the most talented rosters here the cowboys will put up a fight maybe but i can't help but go with the 49ers just the way Brock Purdy's playing, and the rest of that team is playing on offense and defense. I got to go with the 49ers. Yeah, I text with DQ on Monday night or Monday afternoon before. Oh, sweet. Before they played um, uh, the the Buccaneers. Um, so you're the reason they won. You gave them a pep talk. No, 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 no. I just um, <laughs> just I just told him I was pulling for him um, because he's a guy that's that I'm I've, I really respect. He's uh, you yeah. know everybody's. In this business, everybody says they know everybody, um, and most of them don't. Yeah. He's a guy that I do know, and I still talk to um, through text. And it, 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 he, he, he was really good to me when I was here, and or when he was here. Excuse me, when right. I was here, I'm still here. He's not, um, <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. And so I, I always will reach out when I can, and you know, tell him. And I'm happy, I'm happy for him. Uh, and so. I hate Dallas. I've grown up hating Dallas. It's hard for me to pull for the Cowboys. It was easy the other night because they were playing Tampa. Um, right. 
I've grown to hate the Niners uh, the older I got because I liked them when, when Joe was there, and I liked them. I didn't like them. I pulled for them. They've always been a Falcons rival um, right. because of the old NFC West. But uh-huh. it was easier for me to pull for them when the Falcons sucked and I and Joe Montana was over there. So I'd pull for them against teams I didn't like, like Dallas. When Steve Young was there, oh, yeah, I hate Dallas. Go Niners. Um, and I still don't like Dallas. Uh, so this one is kind of a toss-up for me because I do like Brock Purdy. I like the Brock Purdy story. I think it's really cool. I think the guy's playing out of his mind. I think this game is going to be low scoring, though, because these are two defenses oh, yeah. that, are, that, that, that can pin their ears back and come after you. Um, both teams want to establish the run. And uh, so, and it's going to be Kyle Shanahan versus Dan Quinn, which is a hell of a matchup. We saw it last year. Kyle won. We're going to see it again this year. I know Dan yeah. wants to get some revenge. Uh, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think this is going to be the best game all weekend, which means okay. it won't be because everything <laughs> I say is wrong. But um, San Francisco's given Dallas four. Dak's on the road. Does Dak have a, a back to reality? I think they can get after him a little bit better than Tampa did, uh, even though Tampa got after him early. I, 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 I'm going to go on a limb and say the Cowboys get this done. Uh, I don't wow. think they do, but I, I want to go against you. I don't want us to pick chalk. I don't – I really think San Francisco is the best team in football right now, um, regardless of who's playing quarterback. And it's not a brand name and where he was picked and all that other crap that everyone has to remind you of every time, you know. It, they're just – that the team is playing well all the way around, and that means something, especially with a healthy Debo Samuel. But I'm going to pick Dallas just to be different. There you go. Dallas okay. covers, I think. I th- yeah, I think that I think they're covered too as well. I feel that, but yeah, it's uh, it it's it's gonna be tough. I, it's it's gonna be a tough fight for Dallas, but they they definitely have the talent to get it done, and uh, we'll see if they get the job done. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. But that is going to do it for us here on a Friday on the Peachtree Football Podcast in a after this week, Bo, so next week, I will reveal our, our, our records going into to championship weekend. I have to still uh, tie them up as an inside secret. But anywho, we will talk to you guys again on Monday. We'll react to what happened uh, on this divisional round weekend. And we'll also talk some more Atlanta Falcons with you so make sure you guys stay tuned for all that make sure you guys like this podcast download the podcast subscribe to peace street football because we are wherever you get your podcast we are on the apple podcast we are on spotify we're on the odyssey app as well and till we talk to you guys on monday go falcons oh peace <laughs> 